I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. What? Uh, Wait, you're not Erica. <laughs> you can pretend I'm Erica. Yeah, uh, let's, so, let's all pretend. That'll work. Yeah, Erica it's, is indisposed at the moment. Uh, there was a time I went to see Fan of the Opera, which is now closing on Broadway after oh. a record number of performances, record number of years. So and, sad. Um, I went to see it with the original London cast in 1989. I had saved up oh, my wow. whole yo college tuition money that i was gonna go to college with and i spent it on a trip to europe and um and instead and on and was going to see the london cast and as i sat down they said uh ladies and gentlemen there's been a change in the program uh tonight the part of the phantom will not be played by michael crawford it will instead be played by robert guillaume Oh, and, wow. And I was like, oh, I'm going to hear Robert, you know, uh, Michael Crawford. But, and the whole audience starts going, where's, where's that name? Where's that name? We know that name. And and then I start going, you know, Benson? And, and the guy and the, the lady next to me said, you're right. That's Benson. And I'm like, yeah, Benson. And I was like, with all these Londoners, old teenage me. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, you all would know him now as Rafiki. Um, mm-hmm. But, man, did he nail the part. And he was amazing. Oh, I bet. And uh, but but the whole time we're all just sitting there going, man, that's that's freaking Benson, and he's killing it. So this is this is great. Um, the Benson um, of the opera. Youngins Benson was a show. There was a spinoff of an older show called Soap, where he played a butler, and then later he was a deputy governor. It was it was very interesting. Uh, that's but, okay. Uh, you can say me when you say Youngins. I, yeah, I understand. Well, uh, <laughs> Well, you know, I'm I'm under fifty, so I don't get yeah. the reference, but I it's okay. I'm telling my friends at work, hey, did you ever see Remington Steel? And they all look oh, at me. Oh my god! Ancient, yo, decrepit <laughs> old man in history. So uh, ever since then, I've, I've 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 always done it. But anyway, tonight the part of Erica Lance is being played by our wonderful producer Callista Muncy. Hello, thank you. Yeah, I, I uh, I'll pop in every now and then. Uh, give my feedback. I'll. I'll I'll do as the listeners wanted us to and keep dad from recording without Erica, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Without, a, without a partner, without a partner. I think the quote actually said, without a partner. I don't think it specifically mentioned Erica by name, so. it It's so not not talking about Erica, though. No, no, that's true. We love her. I, I'm well, going to channel her as best I can. Hold on, hold on. Right. Fuck. Okay, we're good. <laughs> that's it. You got it. <laughs> I couldn't tell the difference. That was amazing. <laughs> It's like you're right so, here, Erica. It's and, so good. And speaking of right here, Erica. Oh yeah. We have breaking news. <gasps> Play the thing. Oh my gosh, I love the thing. I love the thing so much. I did it. You did it while you were still here talking to me. Wow. You are a triple threat. You you know, you're a producer. You are a writer, and you are in a third a- thing. Uh, amazing uh you know sound foley artist so <laughs> that's me i did open my mouth and the sound just uh it appeared yeah it was incredible it's like yeah, i don't know how you do that it I sounds digress. like a recording <laughs> but that's you doing that that's amazing but what, uh, what's our uh breaking news all right so this news comes to us from one of the most trusted news sources on the planet the sun from london 
So ah. um, uh, not it, it's it's about two steps above Weekly World News and right around on par with uh, National Enquirer. So um, for those of us not in the know, but mm -hmm. sometimes they get it good and they get some good and they sometimes have the news before anybody else does and they do break some stuff. So as much as you got to take it with a little salt over your shoulder, this is still you know um, you know this is still some news. But anyway, mm -hmm. the headline is. Ghost flusters, Ghostbusters crew being haunted by ghouls while shooting underground in London. Ghostbusters? Oh, like for the new movie. For the new movie, yes. The oh, wow. Working on the new Ghostbusters film are convinced they're be haunted by real ghouls. Several people oh. have reported hearing strange noises on the set at night. And yeah. uh, that they are filming in the London Underground, which is, you know, their subway system. And it's abandoned tunnels, mm. you know, the, the tube in central London were being used for scenes in the comedy sequel. A source wow. said, that's yeah, unnamed source, love that. They've been hearing <laughs> really weird noises and it's freaking people out. It's spooky enough being in a dark tunnel deep underground, let alone there being ghouls too. I love how they keep calling them ghouls. That's very British. It's very uh, there, British. Yeah, there have been past claims of several ghosts haunting the London Underground, although little is known about the tunnels being used for current filming. And cool. uh, this is before the major actors are flying in. This is all, you know, B-roll and, you know, initial photography. But the main mm -hmm. the main principles, Bill Murray is flying into London next week, uh, Finn Wolfhard. Uh, mm -hmm. and by the time this airs, this will have been in the past. But, uh, you know, but uh, this is the sequel to Afterlife. So this is. Uh, well, you know. I hope the ghosts are excited. I mean, I would I, be I, very excited to see Bill Murray in I my mean, home. If, if you're there, you know, you know, why not, right? Absolutely. So. Um, you know, my my boyfriend actually was just in the London Underground for the first time, like oh, literally two or three days ago. I picked him up from the airport the other day. Yeah. Um, of course, he doesn't. Uh, he he doesn't see ghosts, so I'm right, assuming. Right. I'm right. assuming there wasn't anything for him to see he's a personally. Guy, but you know, yeah. He, he's definitely the Egon of the group. So. Oh, 100%. But but you know, but then again, you know, we we you, know, you never know. It it take, all it takes yeah. is that one door opening. So I mean, that's a great segue into introducing our guest who Yes. So I got to say, one of my favorite people. Another special guest. I am surrounded by two of my favorite people in the world right now, which is, you know, this Next is, to Bruce Campbell, of course. Next, yeah, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi are here. No, no, these are my next <laughs> two favorite people in the world. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm so thrilled to have our guest today. Uh, should we do an introduction or should we just let the guests introduce themselves? What, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give a little spiel real quick. I mean, right. this, this particular guest, uh, you know, there, Mark you know? called me a triple threat earlier. I think this guest is a triple threat. They're a Twitch streamer. They are a, uh, <laughs> A Twitter genius. I love seeing their tweets. It's oh, my yeah. favorite thing. And uh, they are, I would say, the most orange-headed pumpkin energy princess that I've ever met in my life. And that is my wonderful sister, Elizabeth Beth Muncie. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, I gotta gas you up, homie. It's like I, a family reunion that. here. <laughs> this is great. It's, so. It quite literally is, except you're on a computer. 
Yeah, but it's cool. It's, <laughs> but we're all talking. It's all good. Yeah. And we recently got together to go see the Dungeons and Dragons movie. So. Which is great. Everyone should go see a it. A lot of fun. Yes. yes, please, please go see it. It was a yeah. hoot. They did not endorse us at all, but we endorsed them. Yeah, so. if you have the chance, bring your entire party. It's a blast. Yes, yes, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, definitely, definitely. But... So the reason we're doing is not is not only because uh, Eric is gone and we have run of the house, but um, <laughs> but uh, no, we you guys when we first started reaching out for listener tales, one of the first listener tales I got was from Beth, which yeah. was so no funny. kidding. <laughs> Subscriber number three, I think, and I think I number was... one and number two were us. So uh, you know, uh, but. Um, I know. I, I actually haven't subscribed yet. I'm trying to keep that professional uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> filter. The there. Oh, so yeah. yeah I, was, I was first uh, five star review for y'all on Spotify. Oh, okay. So, okay. Oh, okay. and uh, completely no, no unbiased. There. None. <laughs> no oh, nepotism there at all. So. We love that. We love that. Well, consider we have to counter some of those one star reviews from ex girlfriends and, and their friends. <laughs> so, no, oh, but, uh, yeah, uh, but, you know uh, that's. That's one of my favorite things about having a dad who was a bachelor for a lot of our childhood. <laughs> but that's a whole nother episode, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this, this listener tale kind of floored me because I had heard bits of it, but I hadn't heard the whole story as <laughs> as a dad. And uh, and then I'm going to let them tell our listener tale. Uh, as Are you going to read it yeah. as you sent? I'm I think gonna... that's. I think you should read it. And then, um, and give then the listeners a moment to get the popcorn and you know, yeah. sit by the fire, get their blankets ready, get all cozy, yeah, yeah, and so get ready. I, I'm excited for this. Well, and then, this experience takes place over literal months, all right. So, as opposed to figurative don't... months, <laughs> sorry, I'll refrain from the sibling, uh, snarkiness. Oh. <laughs> Save it for Remember, this isn't the family D&D game. You're not yeah. you know, in character now. So let's let them, Sorry. we're professional podcasters at this point. So we, uh, you know, you know we, we need to let them tell their story. So professional. So, so uh, my, my, uh, I'm just going to read the email as is, by That's the way. That's perfect. So Please the stay. email goes, hello, everyone. My name is Tofu, but the wonderful hosts and producer would know me better as Beth, paranormal enthusiast and Halloween expert. This story is basically a comedy of errors that could have ended much worse than it did. My sibling wanted a Ouija board for their birthday one year while they were in middle school. And despite my very vocal protesting this, my dad <laughs> bought one for them. I had, ins <laughs> I had insisted that my sibling, along with two of their friends and my best friend at the time, use it in the then abandoned house across the street from us. Once it spelled out my dad's name, the connection was closed and the party was hurried back to our house. However, I had noticed something hiding in the mausoleum just next to the east side of the house. This was when Hellview Cemetery was a thing, so I had to say it like that. Don't worry about it. Mind you, this was at night, so I did have my retractable shuriken at the ready. Yes, I'm a weeb. I do not care. <laughs> I also called a friend of mine as he was an expert in the paranormal and I didn't want to alert my dad to what my sibling might have unleashed. Upon inspection, the friend said what I didn't want to hear. We had a fearmonger in our backyard. Now, this was in late January in the early 2010s, so analog horror was popping off and Slenderman-based alternate reality games, or ARGs, were everywhere. Because me and my sibling were into this, my sibling was played with nightmares for months of the Slenderman, and we put it together years later that this was done by the fearmonger. 
These nightmares, if I can recall and if my sibling can confirm, ended around Hellview Cemetery opening up. I didn't even realize we had basically given this thing a month of fear to feed off of and hibernate. I only noticed the creature disappeared a month after deconstruction began. I had accidentally unleashed a fearmonger into the world. At least, I thought I did. I didn't get closure for this for years until I was talking casually to, about this story to a psychic. Apparently, the thing had been banished, so everything turned out all right. Moral of the story, Mark should listen to his children when they say buying a haunted thing is a bad idea. <laughs> uh, I'll, be, I'll be real with you guys. There's a reason I wanted a Ouija board, and it was because I was doing a school project, and I wanted to film people misusing a Ouija board for oh, the school project. Wow. Wow, I and know I'll have you know that that got aired on our middle school morning show at Metal on Middle School. Oh. And I got nominated. We did not win, but I did get nominated for like a middle school uh, like journalism award thing for it. Oh, I wow. didn't win. The only thing that any of our school won at this whole thing was a raffle for a free iPod Nano that I didn't know that everyone in the audience was signed up for. And yeah. I did win the iPod Nano, so which I go. broke, I think, you two days an, later. You are an award-winning journalist. That's me. Yeah, it does, it, you don't have to say how you got the award. You are an <laughs> award-winning journalist. That's true. I you stand know. by it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can't control that's, that's what like my friends decided those... to do with the Ouija board. Um, but they, they did do that. Um, okay. And... We were convinced that the house was haunted in some way and somehow connected to Slenderman. Um, but we were also like, you know, 12. Yeah. So we weren't bright and we didn't really think about the consequences of our actions. But we absolutely did some crazy shenanigans. Um, and definitely, I remember those nightmares that you're talking about. Because yeah. it was kind of set up like the... Like the video game that that Slenderman video game where you're like going and collecting the different notes through the, the woods. Pages. Yeah, yeah, pages. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a lot like that, except it was in our backyard, and it was me going through the maze that we would set up in Hellview. So it was oh. it was really weird. Well, let me let me tell everybody a little bit about what Hellview was because I'm yeah. sure the audience needs to know this. Oh, I guess people didn't grow up there. They might need context. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's there's a few contexts here because you know that's talking about a mausoleum next to our house and all that. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, so, I to build the thing. So what we did and where this kind of all started was in 1996 we started setting up a Halloween display in front of our house. I was working Halloween horror nights and I had uh, a new child uh, was in the house and, uh, and I wasn't uh, yet. Yeah. There was, was another one you. coming soon, but not there yet. But um, we start, we were working at Halloween horror nights, but I also wanted to decorate our house. Uh, we had just moved back mm -hmm. to St. Petersburg and I finally had a, a house that I could decorate for Halloween. Uh, and we, just did a basic little thing and um you know before we go any further i think we should pause real quick for a commercial break and then we'll get into this okay, okay. sounds good to me i mean i All do right. see the little zoom timer so i get it yeah <laughs> <laughs> We don't have uh, Erica's uh, all-access Zoom, so mm, gotcha. So we'll yep. be back. We will. I, after we've these got... words from our sponsors, Yay. who are also us. 
Eerie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock, or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio, to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. And we're back. Yay. Yay, we're yeah, back. That was that was an early uh commercial break because there was a lot to unpack there, gang. Yeah. And um, all right, so a fearmonger, which is not a term I had heard much uh before this, and also kind of a you know, one of those dramatic terms like uh Yeah, what know, is it? Warrens, like a fishmonger? The Warrens are really good about doing this. <laughs> what was fun, I remember our good buddy Dale. Mm-hmm. Um uh. Classic reminded me of an old Marvel villain called the Hate Monger, um, and it was like yeah, you know, and he was basically a, 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 a you know a fascist, yeah, you know, worked for a modern day Red Skull, uh, low level Captain America villain, and I had kind of forgotten about him. Um, but anyway, so there's a lot to unpack there, and and we and mm-hmm. first off, we've got to start with Hellview Cemetery. Yes. So, um, settle in, folks. This is going to be a bit. Yeah, I know before the commercial break, we had mentioned that you had done like a little display. Yeah, um, yeah. little Halloween display. And then I decided uh, after the next year, we did uh, Horror Nights one more year. And uh, I had another little one kind of on the way. And I was like, oh, no. So I need to be home more. I can't be driving to Orlando and scaring people. Yo. And they were also expanding their weekends. It was now no longer just a couple weeks of horror nights. It was going to be a whole month mm-hmm. and I couldn't do that for a whole month. Um, so I was like, nope, nope. All right. Can't do this. And uh, decided, well, you know, uh, my friends and I said, you know what, we'll build a bigger display. And we decided to make a pirate ship, you know, and we did a full on display. And while we were doing that, we were building a grave out in our graveyard our pirate graveyard. And as we were digging, we found seashells, which were, you know, makes sense. We're in St. Petersburg, Florida, which at one point was all underwater. Uh, and um, so we're like, okay, you know, so that's a little interesting, but it was a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And then we dug a little more and we found bones. Now we weren't sure <clears throat> what kind of bones these were. Not the kind with David Boreanaz, I'm assuming. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, 
that's funny you say that. That's what we were worried about is that this might be a crime scene. <laughs> so we called the police and the okay. police came. Some ancient crime scene. We knew it wasn't recent, but you know, you never know with these things. Like this could be a cold case. Okay. And they got there and the police do a quick little thing uh, while my kids were still babies. So they don't remember any of this. Uh, and um, I feel like I remember a little bit of something about it. I don't, but... think, I don't think you were born yet. So. Oh, well, then uh, then I don't. This is a yeah, false yeah. memory. But, but... I remember helping dig the hole and that is it. Yeah, yeah. I think you were very, very young. And then um, we, uh, but the guy digs up the bones and he says, oh, this, this is probably an archaeological site not a crime site so i was like oh okay so then we next thing you know we have an archaeologist from usf came over mm -hmm. and is like doing testing and all this and hmm. and he's like oh these are animal bones these are not human and all this thank goodness and then he goes it's uh you're probably on a shell midden which was one of the a native a shell midden which mm -hmm. is what one of the mm -hmm. native tribes used as a garbage dump basically they you know they oh, were hell yeah <laughs> they were attracted to these lands just like the rest of us you know nice weather hey you know we just got dodgy these weird storms that come every once in a while uh and they would just pile their garbage cover it with dirt pile their garbage cover it with dirt pile their garbage cover it with dirt and make you know mounds but not burial mounds but shell middens um and so you know that's as far as we know about those but they were like all right so it's you know it's 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 a historical site and it's a shame it's been bulldozed for your house but, you know, it's not really, you know, the whole island, you know, all of St. Petersburg was filled with them at one point, but now they're gone. And, um, you know, sad, but that is the way of progress. And then in passing, he goes, well, I'm just glad it wasn't one of the lost cemeteries of Tampa Bay. And I was like, Lo Bro, lost cemeteries of Tampa Bay? What? How do I not know about this? <laughs> uh, I'm building a haunted house and I'm building a cemetery. And so that's when I discovered that there were all these frontier family family settler cemeteries that had disappeared people you know had built over them and they were just gone lost to history and sadly a lot of them were slave cemeteries you know and you know and now we're just now finding them as we rebuild tampa and, and as we rebuild things we're finding these lost cemeteries all over the place and uh one of the and things just like that mark muncie of erie florida was born yeah and, as he researched his first story uh, well and that's exactly what it was was i was like you know this is pretty cool and i saw one of them was named hillview and i was like oh the tales from the crib fan in me went oh well then ours has got to be hellview yeah, and we came with this whole idea of hillview with the the uh, slash marks over the eye yeah it to make law. it to make it hellview and um and then, you know, that became the premise of our haunt. And then, so we decided, you know, most of our stories were going to be true urban legends yeah. that we were just going to convert and make them spookier for our mm -hmm. haunt. And most people going through the haunt didn't notice, you know, we had werewolves, but we had stories for them and we had all that up on our website. And this was a GeoCities website with, you know, an AOL yeah. address. And that was where we first oh. put up the Tell Us Your Ghost Story uh, link. And which started all this craziness. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the proto eerie travels, right? Uh, with yeah. Our haunted house. And so we started doing the haunted house and it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And every yeah. year we decided uh, we, we met Leonard Pickle uh, at Haunt Con one year mm -hmm. and he told us how to build a proper haunt. And then Larry Kirchner 
uh, and I love that those two are kind of like rivals. Uh, but we met him at another event, and uh, and he gave us some more tips. And you know, the next thing I know, you know, um, we're we're putting on a good show, and we started having yeah. what hundreds, thousands of people. There was one weekend, there. if I recall, I want to say this was a couple years before we got shut down. We did three thousand people in one weekend. One weekend. Yeah. It all walking through our yard, which, yep. by the way, our yard wasn't a lot of grass. It was mostly dead grass, it was and uh, great, it was a lot of dirt. So yeah. people were kicking up dirt, and like I was sitting outside in this haunted house because I loved doing it, and it was really fun. Me and my sister had our own characters and our own stories that we had written for it. It was really cool. But yeah. also after the haunt. Like I would blow my nose, and it my, like all of the snot would be black. Black, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh... Because I had inhaled so much dirt. Yeah. From there... this. I mean, I... we started putting down. Yeah. You know, uh, molds. We tried all these different things to try. Nothing to... worked. Nothing <laughs> worked. It did not. When you have that many thousand people walking through, yeah. A, yeah. And especially, like I said, again, St. Petersburg. It's all the grass. You know, the grass here doesn't grow anyway because it's yeah. salt water all around us so the earth is literally salted mm-hmm. and um you know and it, and it's all just sand there's no real like you know good healthy dirt to grow things in i will yeah. say it was really great because it means we didn't actually have to hire a lawn keeper for literal years yeah that was great that was <laughs> that was nice yeah especially since i hate mowing the yard uh but um anyway yeah so that was so we had you know, a haunted house so we had that... a haunted house so Mm-hmm. in know, the most and, literal sense <laughs> and a, yes. yeah in the you know a literal you know haunted attraction and with this attraction came you know the fun things that you know you're decorating your house you're doing all this fun stuff and we would start building in july mm-hmm. for october and uh that's how involved this haunted house was and uh we we put on a heck of a show if i do say so myself um but and you do often yes, yes. in the meantime <laughs> what we had apparently stirred something up, something spooky. Yeah. Uh, Other than the dirt. The right? Yeah, out in the backyard. <laughs> and that was this entity yeah. that uh, there's no other way to describe it that uh, fed on fear. And, yeah. you know, it had a pretty healthy <laughs> feeding frenzy every October, but that meant the rest of the year it needed other things. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, sadly, I didn't realize it was bothering you guys. I thought it was just bothering us grownups. So that's okay. I mean, we weren't really forthcoming about it because I don't think we really realized what was going on. Like, also, I just assumed. Also, we were kind of processing, you know, a messy divorce, messy custody. Oh, yeah. That was in the middle of all that. Yeah. Uh, Going through it at the time there was there were all there was a lot to to process there there, there was a lot going on and we don't yeah. have to trauma dump on the podcast but no, like, no, there was no, there no, was no, definitely no, other that, stuff that going on too. Else going on but i did have friends in high places and mm-hmm. so uh i had the house blessed several times i had a, oh yeah i had uh some native american friends of mine brought in a shaman to uh you know to do a peace offering and all this stuff and uh mm-hmm. and what was funny was literally one night at the haunt uh, I'm in my character, the caretaker out front. I, I greeted everybody as they came in. And uh, one of the groups came through was a paranormal group. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, we're just coming to have fun. I went, oh, great. You yeah, know, good to see you all. You know, stay safe. And see you on the other side was my catchphrase. And then they would come out because you would come out on the other side of the haunt. That was the joke, you know. 
Um, and they would come out and they came over to me and said, did you know that you have a fear monger in your backyard? Mm -hmm. And I was like, do so have to pay them? <laughs> so that's the second time we've mentioned the term so i guess you could explain a little bit what is a fear monger like it, is that not a common term yeah but it, it was mostly uh coined by some of the more european parapsychologists mm. as uh and mostly demonologists would do this where they would go in and they would discover a place that had a negative spirit you know something that just mm -hmm. And it would enhance your terror. So it was, it was like a living nightmare. It would make mm. you release those endorphins that you had from having a nightmare, uh, night terrors and stuff like that. Um, and that, you know, that's the common theory about this thing. I mm. personally, again, I just say this is stuff we don't understand. I, mm. I don't like when they label things, you know, it's mm -hmm. um, I think this is something that needs scientific study, but most common, I guess, is Chillingham Castle which is, I believe, in Ireland. I uh, so. They had an oubliette, you know, a forgotten place where people were just, you, you put them in there and then you never talked about them again and they just die in there. And thousands of people were thrown in that over you know the centuries of that castle. And, um, that, and that, that was supposedly, they had an elemental fear creature mm -hmm. that had spawned from all these deaths. It and is not Ireland. This is producer check-in. It is Scotland. It is Scotland. Ah. Oh, my apologies, Scots. I apologies. <laughs> oh, they're gonna be Aren't Scots. you Scottish? Come on, man. I know. I we're of Scottish descent. We're Clan Campbell. Come on. Oh, uh, dude. You know, He's so angry when so I angry. This. But we we all you know, but I'll blame Scotsman my French jail. ancestry, the Monceau clan. So we'll yeah. the but, damn uh, French. Scots, we think you're fucking great. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh oh man. Um but anyway, yeah, so that's that's a fear monger. It's a creature that feeds on fear and it causes more fear to feed on it. So yeah. until you run out of energy and um, now no one has ever been scared to death by one, despite popular opinion on this. No one's ever really it's, had. It's more possible, but it's not like. Yeah, there's it's no non-zero chance. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it like being killed by a yet. duck. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Or pockets. Yeah, you know, uh, he is very vicious. Yes, he can yeah. be. Yes, yes. Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll give you kisses until you die. Yeah, so yeah. sweet tongue of death, if you will. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, let's let's strike that from the <laughs> editing there, producer. So yeah, I'm on it. Don't worry. To, to, yeah. to corral that, but <laughs> all right. So all that said, I had heard that term, and then I see this email. Mm -hmm. you know from my daughter and went wait a minute how did they know about that i never told anybody about that um yeah and yeah. uh so maybe that psychic from that paranormal group was onto something but uh, maybe um, i mean now there I, are I, other ghosts in this house and that's the other reason i wanted you both on so i was about to say yeah like i mean like the fear monger was definitely something that was weird like i do remember one night i had a panic attack in the haunted house um yeah. i was sitting in what is our our carport it's not a garage it's not yeah. closed in um but it was part of the haunt um yeah. so it was like set up as like this little kid's room and for many years i was the creepy little kid in the I room uh and I, I don't know, there was just one day where I just got this wave of just really bad energy. 
And I was not feeling it. I was like panicking. I was full on freaking out. And I had no idea what came over me or what happened. But I felt like the area just get really warm uh, rather than cold, which I, I know cold would be a thing that would make more sense. But it felt really hot. Like I was burning up and I just felt really insecure and really scared. And I couldn't really pinpoint it to one thing or another. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I came into the house and I I was like crying. I was like shaking. I was rocking back and forth. And um, uh, one of one of our family friends, uh, a, a woman named Sally came up to me and, and she was like talking me through like, picture this warm ball of light uh, and like picture that you're holding it and that it's near your chest and then picture it covering you and protecting you and filling the room that you're in so doing something like that i don't think would have really pulled me out of a panic attack necessarily and my panic attacks usually feel very different from that but it pulled me out of whatever was happening so i i mean sally's you know always had that sort of like spiritual vibe so i assume oh, yeah, it was some sort uh, of like protection spell or something yeah sally's yeah. uh of. Uh, uh, we're gonna have to have her on the show at some point. Because oh, absolutely! She's actually, a dog man expert and a, uh, a like anthropologist, um, and she's also one of the people that started me on the Kudzu Kelpie Trail. Mm-hmm. But, oh yeah. Uh, also, uh, is it Mikasuki or Ojibwa? I forget one of the tribes, but uh, yeah. she's something. Uh, she's, she's definitely native, na- native native descent. Uh, and then um, um, I want to say she's part Cherokee, but uh, yeah, I, I think can't. I think there's a lot of mix you know, yeah. amongst them. So, uh, but. Uh, Anyway, yeah, but I don't want to get into that too much, but we'll we'll have her That's on fair. at some point. But she definitely, definitely yeah. was a, an asset to have at the house. She uh, absolutely like, helped. But you you mentioned the other ghosts, yeah, or I guess spiritual presences in the yeah. house. Um, and I, 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 that hot that fire one, we'll get back to though. Though the heat one, we'll talk about him at some point. I, I used to sure, call him yeah. Miser. Uh, but um, <laughs> but let's um, yeah, let's let's talk about our friendly ghost because we've you know we've done oh, yeah. this. So uh, you both have stories, and I I would love to hear your stories because I'll be honest, I'll go into the back history of her, but I want to hear your stories. I know you both have encounters with her. Yeah, so. uh, I can I can start because I can tell my story and uh, my lovely spouse's uh, encounter with this ghost ah, as yes. well. Uh, so my first encounter with our house ghost was, I was five years old. I distinctly remember this. And I looked out of my bedroom door. I don't know why. It was like sometime after midnight. It was like three in the morning or something like that. And I had looked out from my bedroom door across the hallway to the open bedroom door that held my little baby sibling in it. And... I just saw these images, these flashing different colored images of a silhouette of a woman in Civil War period clothing holding a baby, just walking in a circle. Mm. And my memory kind of ends there because I was five years old. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fuzzy memory. Uh, so. Though more recently, uh, this entity, this ghost, uh, she has this weird way of being able to judge a person on the content of their character, even if they just entered the house. It's very similar to when like a cat starts hissing at a new person or a dog starts barking at a new person, but like in a bad way. 
and we've said this on the podcast before, I'll say it again, because I know Erica would, we trust animals, listen to them. They have different senses than us. They know what's going on. But I think in this case, maybe ghosts do too. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. Thanks. uh, (laughs) Thanks. uh, Replacement Erica. (laughs) (laughs) But not. uh, So what had happened was I, over the years, especially as an adult, had several people staying at the house uh, at various points in time. And the house ghost would judge these people and whether or if they uh, had bad intentions or just would eventually this friendship would go sour she did not like them Mm. she did not at all and she would try her best to scare them now my lovely spouse uh they actually saw just an orb of light uh just go into the bathroom and then come back out one night Mm. and that was it uh we we do occasionally still have uh the occasional door creaking open room getting slightly colder than normal but we've accepted that it's probably just this ghost wanting some girl time (laughs) (laughs) i think also like i don't you know the skeptic in me is like that house is cold all the time you guys are polar bears yep I like very much. I like my blankets and hoodies. What do you say? What can I say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but there's definitely. Um, I mean, I've had interactions uh, as well. Like, I know one of my earliest memories is of me just sitting on the floor playing with one of our our toys, and one of them was floating across from me, and I was just sitting playing on the carpet of my room, which is I think now my dad's room. Yes. Um. And I was just playing and there was just something playing with me. And I don't know why, or even if that's a real memory, but it's something that like, I've always kind of had in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, But another thing that I remember is I would say that I was like four when this happened. Um, So Beth, you would have been seven. Um, We were coming into the living room. We had just woken up Um, the day before we had been like playing with our Barbies, which Let's not get into the psychopath uh, <laughs> mentality of the things that we would do with the Barbies. Because our Barbies, no clothes, no hair. Like, it they was had, it was really they had a rough life. If, if, if Toy Story is real, the Barbies here were, you know, man, they had a tough time. So I mean, if Toy Story is real, I'm sorry, Barbie. I'm really yeah. sorry. I hope that I think Sid the Barbie movie doesn't get into it. Good, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Um, we I'm put those Barbies in hell. I'm going to the Barbie movie to atone for my sins to all the Barbies I used to have. For real, honestly. <laughs> um, but our Barbies um, had been through a lot. And I think we had like left them out after playing uh, that day. <laughs> yeah, we, we would leave them on the floor a lot in the living room. And then we just went into our shared room uh, and went to sleep. And the next morning we came out and... On the ceiling fan, we had a big ceiling fan in the middle of our living room. Every Barbie had their arms like in like a Superman pose, like fully out in front of them, and then their feet straight back. Yeah. And they were all balanced on the ceiling fan. I remember this now. Yeah. And the ceiling fan was on and it was spinning. Yeah. Yeah. But they were not flying off. Yeah. They weren't flying off. <laughs> it was so weird. And I, you know, it's. <sighs> It's like when you're reading a poem and you're like, this is definitely symbolism for something. 
Yeah. Do I know what? No fucking clue. No clue. It's, Again, it's something. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know the rules. We don't know what these things are saying to us. I we really I don't. We went to shopping for Christmas at the mall. Mm-hmm. And we came home and uh like the furniture had been mildly rearranged, not poltergeist style. Yeah. Like the movie where they're all stacked on each other and stuff. Things had just been moved a little bit. We thought we'd been broken into. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bathroom door was closed, which we used to never. Yeah, we still don't leave it closed unless somebody's in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, the bathroom door's closed. So I grabbed a baseball bat, convinced, you know, yeah. this is, if you're in there, you got, you know, 10 seconds. We're calling the cops. You got to come out. And I opened the bathroom door and the toilet paper had been arranged like like some sort of spider web uh design of toilet paper and it had been tied to the door from the inside there was no other way into that bathroom so to have done that had to have been done when there was when the door was closed Mm -hmm. because when i opened the door that was when it all kind of fell apart and all that and that was that was a strange day um you know and i was like what is this you know what 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 is our ghost trying to tell us so she, maybe she was an interior decorator in a past life i really well, don't know what, surprised. what was funny was shortly after that was when we found black widow nest under the toilet whoa so, oh yeah <laughs> so that's what she was probably trying to tell that you was, then i guess yeah exactly at the time <laughs> that I didn't or... understand it, but then i was like wait a minute but again that's kind of a nice neat me saying okay she was warning us about spiders it could have been something else she's trying to tell yeah, us maybe that it happened to be the thing we found yeah, you know what? I'll air this out on a podcast. Maybe she was telling you to get a second toilet <laughs> on God. Because I remember there was a time when my sister was on the phone on the in on the toilet in the bathroom for like 30 minutes. And I had to poop so bad I walked to the Starbucks across the street. Because <laughs> yeah, we yeah. only had the one toilet in our yeah. house. And I, I wasn't about to wait 30 minutes for that toilet to let me hey, flush I was a it. Single dad with with, with <laughs> kids, there's not much I can do about that. So. It's, Sally, I will have you know that that still happens to this day sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I'm fully aware. You know why I have yeah, every, now there are four adults in this house with only one bathroom. So. At every apartment I've ever been in, I've been like, I need to have my own bathroom. Yep. And this is why, because. I know myself and my irritable bowel syndrome, yep. which we all have, by the way. Yep. Yeah, like I, no, I. If I walk in the house, I need to be able to poop, or I'm gonna shit myself, and I'm not emotionally prepared to do that. <laughs> I'm glad that we've talked about this. This I'm is glad important. This for our, our our fans there. So hey, hey, the next thing when we do our next live show, I guarantee you that's what's going to be topic number one. <laughs> Listen. have you got more than one bathroom now well we are all moving soon so our homes are spiritual and our bowels are irritable that's all we know speaking of moving that's what one of the things is going to come up is people are going to be like well what's going to happen to your ghosts you know what happens to your ghosts when you move oh yeah this Mm. ghost we think is the same ghost that has followed me to a few locations um oh wow back to my original house in florida which was the uh in shore acres which is a flooded area constantly um and uh which is saying a lot for florida Um, (laughs) but um that was where we first rented a house when we came here Mm -hmm. and my father my mother and my grandmother and i all lived in this house and i had like half the house to myself uh which was great 
I had the, the a big bedroom. Yeah. I had a shower and I had a little den area. Mm-hmm. And you know, my parents weren't using it, so I turned it into my you know my game room. Your uh, man cave. It would have been a man cave <laughs> had I known what one was. It did have swords <laughs> on the wall, uh, from all my fencing swords and stuff. Nice, but um, that sounds great. And uh, well, it was pegboard, you know, like you're supposed to put tools. I put swords on it. Why not? Yeah, you know? they're tools. Uh, and um, and uh, you know, and and there was something in that den room that was uh, the closet area. Just you know, scared the bejesus out of me. I didn't want to go in it. I mm-hmm. every hair on the back of my neck would be like, "Don't go in there! Don't go in there!" And then one day, I was out in the living room, and my grandmother was sitting there talking to no one and i said who are you talking to <laughs> mama and she said oh that lady who lives in your closet in your room oh no yeah no like, such a <laughs> sweet girl uh you know and she's sarah and she's and she's sad and i'm like oh Aww. and um and right. i was like well so after that i went to that closet and i said hey sarah i'm sorry you're sad but if you ever want to talk i'm here for you you know, and I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll talk. And you wanted to do therapy for the ghost. Well, I just was like, I'll listen. <laughs> I'll be, a, I'll be, a, I'll listen. You know, I don't know, you know, don't, don't scare me to death. And, uh, but I, I'm willing to listen. And then that was, after that, it was like, okay, things got cooler in the room. Things didn't get weird, you know? And, um, I had a couple odd dreams about this lady in a civil war gown talking to me and, uh, but never really put two and two together mm-hmm. until years later when we moved to Orlando and my first apartment in Orlando uh again my buddy Dale came up and said hey I think your ghost followed you from St. Pete because I think I saw her in the hallway mm-hmm. and oh. I'm like well that would make sense and then <laughs> you know now here you are saying you guys have seen her dozen times here and we've always thought that that was Sarah or, or you know yeah. our civil war ghost but that's now, to be fair, that's also how Annabelle got started was these they, no. they do a doll that was haunted and, you know, and it was just trying to get sympathy. So why do you always bring it back to the haunted dolls? Well, what is that you had haunted Barbies, apparently. So, you know yeah. what? That's fair. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say you you did ask a ghost if she wanted therapy and then we got haunted Barbies. Yeah. So that's all I'm gonna say. There is a connection somewhere there. Like, I'm not arguing it's, that. It's kind of like that connection with like my father records a documentary about Robert the Doll, and then a week later, me and my sister are both in life-threatening car accidents. Somehow we mm. survived, by the way. Both what a mystery. That's yeah. crazy. Both of us totaled our cars. And, yeah. But Robert saved your lives. So, I don't, you know, that's the important thing. I mean, I'll, what I'll say right now is that Robert is a sweet, handsome boy and that we love him and that yeah. it, it's never, he's great. He's handsome. We love him. Robert's awesome. That's all I, I know. I always sing his praises whenever uh, dad happens to let me uh, into cons with them. And uh, people always ask about the Robert the Doll doll that yeah, we have, yeah. the mini one. Uh, <laughs> and I, I always... I always sing his praises and I will continue to sing his praises until the day I pass. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So that's, no I mean, so here we are, you know, we, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of ghost stories. Yeah. That's a lot of tales. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I hope you're still with us listeners. So, Please. you know, without, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, 
Now I'll I'll say my other entity that we discussed briefly with you with your fire and feeling on fire, feeling hot. Mm-hmm. Um I we had was that, was that not the fear monger? Because this whole time not no, no it was a, it was oh. another thing. Um this one started with our, our wonderful friend Jimmy. God my, damn it, Jimmy. My token redneck. Um he was out in the backyard <laughs> before we had built the haunt. Um and he was out in the backyard because he had seen a gypsy moth uh, that had landed on our back window of the kitchen area. Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> while we were playing Dungeons and Dragons, I think, uh, or it would have been Bureau 13 <laughs> at that point. Uh, nice. And um, and it landed on the uh, on the wall and, and uh, on the window. And he thought, that is the biggest thing I've ever seen. So he ran outside to check it out. And then the thing, like, he's like looking in the window back at us going, I don't see it. And then you see it like fly at him. And he looked, it looked like Kermit the frog being chased by something. It was hysterical (laughs) because you just see him running back and forth across this little window and this giant moth chasing him and hysterical (laughs) stuff. And as we calmed down from that about an hour later, after he finally came in and we're all kind of calmed down, we hear some weird noises outside. Oh no. And I thought, okay, what, what somebody's in our backyard because they heard us all laughing hysterically at Jimmy. Uh, so we, we all go outside to see what is going. And we had a grapefruit tree back there. And we had a couple orange trees at the time. They all died from a yeah. blight a number of years later. But back then we had a lot of fruit trees. And suddenly the fruit tree, a couple oranges basically were like thrown at us. Uh, oh. off the tree uh oh, unripe no. unripe oranges it wasn't like they dropped they were literally thrown at the house oh. and um we ran back inside all of us going As what the heck was that you know and then i'm like wait a minute i gotta see if there was like a monkey in the tree because there there was the tampa mystery monkey there were some other things that could it possibly be or like a squirrel yeah, exactly. Why does your but, head go to cryptids instantly? <laughs> well, no, the Tampa Mystery Monkey was actually this monkey that was running around Tampa Bay. Nobody knew where it came from, and it would just, you know, terrorize people. It was probably uh, okay. It, it was an escape pet, but yeah, uh, they eventually caught it. Uh, but for a long huh. time, he was like a local celebrity. Uh, I remember he had one of the early Facebook pages was yeah. the Tampa Mystery Monkey. Very much uh, the Ikea monkey of the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and anyway, we go outside, and it was me and my friend Pat. And, um, and as we're out there, that's when like a bunch of grapefruit flew off the tree at us. And we were like, Whoa. And we felt this smoky smell and this sense of heat. And we were like, okay, something is definitely wrong here. And so we went back inside and was like, all right, that's when we call help. And that's when I called help and had a group come and bless the house and bless the backyard and all that. Uh, so three ghosts now in this house, by the way, that you are still living in and haven't yes. moved out of. No, no. Well, a little while later mm-hmm. in the house, we noticed there was uh, smoke in one of the rooms, it looked like. And we were like, oh, gosh, fire. Uh, this would have been a few weeks later. And again, our gaming group, they they went in there to see what it was. And what we saw was like a shadowy figure mm-hmm. made of smoke, you know, standing over what was my uh, youngest kid's bed. And I and we got angry 
they, they mm-hmm. hadn't slept in that bed in a long time because they had grown up at this point. This was their old little toddler bed that was filled with toys. And we were like, okay, we're getting rid of this bed because uh, yeah. we think it's tied to the bed because every time we got close to the bed, that's when it would... You, know, you want me sleeping that? No! <laughs> oh, God! Your room. Literally, I t- we took that bed and threw it away. And okay. while we were throwing it away, more fruit was thrown at us. Some other things was thrown at us. We were like, what the heck? This is like our exorcism of the house. Uh, and once we threw it out, it never came back. Uh, but okay, we also filled that, you know, I that was immediately, I'm like, all right, moving the rooms around. You guys yeah. were gone for the summer uh, mm. with your mom when this all happened. So that was that when I- That's uh, why we don't remember a damn thing about no, this. No, and that was when I was like, okay, you when you guys came back, suddenly you were in a different room. And I was sleeping in that room so I could fight this thing if it came back. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just you know, get a different thing, house, dude. Well, that was <laughs> Sell it. You know, everything that happened in that room was shortly thereafter uh, the smoky incident. Uh, okay. We had a, um, I felt a hand push me uh, and it knocked me into the closet when, and so there, so we, we broke a couple closet doors, uh, which are still no longer there. So yeah. I never replaced them. <laughs> so. Motherfucker. I, okay. All right. So just like, this is why you're not you're you're fine with bringing haunted shit to the house because you're like, oh, come on in. Yeah, the more ghosts, it. the merrier. Yeah, bring Let's it. Let's get twelve ghosts up in here. There's room for a thousand. Well, that one was gone. <laughs> that one we got. Uh, I had you know, like I said, I had the the native tribe come in and help me get rid of that one. They said it was a negative spirit, and it was jo- jokingly called it the squatter because it was living in your room while you weren't there. So, uh, and uh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. So we called that one the squatter. Yeah. So, um, not to be confused with our fear monger, which was living in the backyard. So, of course. Yeah. Well, Uh, well, again, I heard it was banished. I don't know how. That was Uh, the, 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 the shaman and the, and the team they had supposedly banished it. They supposedly banished the fear monger too. Uh, that was years later when I called them back. Yeah, you know, I was like, "Hey, you got rid of the thing in the house? Can you get rid of the thing in the backyard?" Just because you know. I guess it's a happy ending. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't and, know. So, and now since I don't think we've had any issues. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. You know. Moral of the story: Don't don't move in with Mark Muncy because there will be ghosts, and if there aren't, he will invite more. Or, um, or he will buy haunted things from Goodwill well, in the middle. Oh of my god. <laughs> Oh, now I we know. have now we have <laughs> Carrie who is ghost lodestone and is like ghost kryptonite. So nothing happens when Carrie's around. So yeah, which I'm yes. really good. <laughs> but, reason number twelve hundred and eighty-seven why I love Carrie. Yes, yeah. yes, one one many 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 more things. So all right, um, well yeah, well thank you, thank you Beth for coming on. Yeah. And uh, if if our listeners want to find more of you, what what where can they find you? Uh, well, I have a link tree for everything, but, uh, on- I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, but on Twitch, I am that one fangirl. Uh, on Twitter, I am that other fangirl. The only thing that's missing is the I, because the Twitter character limit, uh, oh, gosh darn back it. in the day. Uh, oh, yeah. well, no, it's not the two R's, it's just the one R because of the Twitter character limit. Uh, okay. It's wild. Uh, on, uh, Instagram and, uh, TikTok, though, I'm- uh, that one or that other fangirl, but the O is a zero. It's a whole thing. So it's the link tree is in the notes, gang. Link yeah. trees in the notes. So just okay, cool. Uh, but yeah. um, yeah. If you're driving and trying to write all that down, I apologize. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. So don't worry. Uh, we we've, we've got it. 
but before we go, we do have to, uh, I do have one more story from our wonderful Paranormality Magazine. They have not written about Healthy Cemetery yet, but, no, uh, but, yeah, but they might. It's only a matter of time, I guess. I guess, <laughs> I guess. But uh, I do have news from them. Uh, this is not news, but this is cool news. Uh, yeah, we love them. And if you go to ParanormalityMag.com and use the code TRAVELS, you'll get 10% off your total purchase. Uh, you can get digital issues, physical issues. You can get their merch. You can get a subscription. And it lets them know where you got it from. So it helps us too. But the story they have on their website was, this was big news uh, April 11th, as of, you know, we're recording this just about a week later. Uh, mm -hmm. This was the Colombian model captures best UAP footage ever. Oh, discussed oh. UAPs before United, you know, unidentified aerial phenomena or UFOs. Uh, and this was Valentina Rueda Velez. I'm sure I mispronounced that. A Colombian cool model shared a clip on her Instagram account during a recent flight on a private jet. In the video, she claims to have seen something strange pass her by pass by her window while flying on April the 4th of 2023. Uh, the footage appears to show a diamond-shaped object flying by around 20,000 feet. Diamond Another diamond-shaped object. And UAP mm. enthusiasts have seized on the footage, and one user on YouTube claimed it appears to be a saucer-shaped craft. Uh, wow. The Hidden Underbelly, a popular UFO and UAP enthusiast, posted the clip on YouTube and called it the best UFO footage ever. And wow. users in the comment sections expressed their excitement about the footage, believes it to be 100% real. Um, now, a lot of people are like, oh, it's a balloon, because it, there's a balloon from Party City that kind of is that shape. But this is a 20,000 <laughs> feet, and it was doing some maneuvering that, you know, I don't think it could be a balloon. I also don't think it's a drone. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It could be another man-made object. I'm not saying... It's an alien, but it is an unidentified aerial phenomena. It yeah. is definitely something like that. Yeah. And you can read that on their website. Uh, there, I'm sure there will be a more in-depth article coming uh, in the actual magazine. But that's, you know, that's the fun stuff we love about Paranormality Mag. And thank them so much. So thank you, listeners, for uh, letting us delve into that. What do you what do you think of UAPs, Callie? Uh, I, I think they're, they're definitely something interesting to me. I, I like reading about them. Um, you know, I, I was recently editing the, uh, the Hudson River, uh, incident oh, that was a great episode. episode. Yeah. I just conflated the name of it with the Dave Matthew band incident, which is <laughs> something else entirely. Uh, so yeah, UFOs are cool. And I guess make me think about the Dave Matthews band river incident. So hey, you don't know what go. that is. Google it. It's awful for the families involved but man is it funny all right yeah. um yeah <laughs> I, I, I will say this i did have a uap uh uh sighting one day on right. my way home from work i i called you yes. immediately afterwards That's... so i was on my way home from work it was shortly after midnight i was driving from uh west to east in tampa uh, bay in in saint petersburg uh yeah. i was and I was just driving, and I see a flash of a green light. Yeah, very War of the Worlds. Uh, and green flame, <laughs> green flame. Uh, but no, it it was just a direct line, and it only blinked 
for like a moment yeah. for just two seconds and then unfortunately i had to pull over to get some food but i immediately called dad after it yeah. being like okay what did i just see and i immediately did what uh any good person who's seen a unidentified aerial phenomena should report to one of the local sites and sure enough that was the night of a meteor shower and yeah. uh there was uh, some green meteors fireball meteors seen in that area so but, but it was it was fun and also uh the chances from any of anything coming from mars are a million to one started playing in my head yes. nice. <laughs> you know well, I, jeff wayne <laughs> i'm glad that it wasn't another uh incident of some weird paranormal shit happening to the muncie family because quite yeah. frankly i'm tired of it i got shit to do yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm editing yeah. podcasts two nights a week now. I can't be dealing with ghosts and shit. Like yeah. I, yeah. I don't have the spoons for it. I, I have a dog. I have to take care of him. I have yeah. a nine to five. Like ghosts. Yeah. So, so if you want us to have more time to deal with ghosts, please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and that yeah. way, you know, you we beat the algorithms. We get out there more. We can get more sponsors, and we don't have to resort to ads for mobile games that you don't want us to talk about uh you know you want us to talk about paranormality mag and fun yeah. things like that listen uh, if merge manson knocks on my my proverbial door you're, and they're like there. and they're like well we'll give you like ten dollars a day if you do our our ads on your podcast i'll do it yeah, i don't care you know so so that you know so that that Callie can deal with ghosts more in their life. Yeah. So, and also or actually, Pascal. but thank you again, Beth, for coming on. And thank you, thank you Callie, for co hosting for Erica while Erica is mid uh, move, mid uh, surgery recovery, and all the other fun things. So, yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here and insert swears wherever. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and thank you, listeners, for putting up with this fun little interlude, uh, a Muncie family Christmas here uh, yeah. <laughs> in May. So, uh, but and uh, thank you, uh, Beth, for your listener story. And if yeah. you have your own listener stories, please go to eerietravels.com, submit them. We're more than happy to read them. Uh, we recently just did our first Listener Tales episode. So feel free to send us more. We'd love to be able to do more and you know dig into your stories because they're just so interesting we we you know we we might even invite you on the podcast like it, yeah. it's a really good time yeah yeah it's uh, we we have fun with it and i hope you do too and thank you all again and uh destiny thanks again for the wonderful theme song we're gonna let you play us out a good family friend of ours uh destiny beard and you can check out her music in the notes thank our our sponsors as always and as we always like to say we'll see you on the other side Ha, ha, ha.